You just think we just, you know, whatever happens, we just shit another player. I and everything's going to be perfect. All of our fans think that. You all think that. That's what you write about. Unacceptable in all areas. Unacceptable coaching, unacceptable playing, unacceptable effort, not what we're about. You don't want to be here. There's a specific reason. Not really, you know, I think we did a poor job recruiting. If guys are coming in and immediately walking out the door because it was something different than what they thought it would be. We lied to them during recruiting or we sold them on a dream that wasn't true. Like I said, coach our kids to, to do the right thing. Uh, you know, play with poise, play with confidence, play with dignity, play with class. At the same time, we're not going to take anyone's shit either. As we want to be a big, fast, dominating, aggressive, relentless football team that nobody in the SEC wants to play. Now, that's all, sir. It's second in the West, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't like getting it. It's the only time we're ever getting excited about second. From now on, it's first, okay? No, I want to do is fucking eat. I want you to eat. I want you to eat. I want you to want this shit. Do you want it? Do you want it? Show me. Bunch of this did it again. Welcome in to the latest episode of That SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy. What's going on? Hey, Shane, I'm getting ready for another week here of SEC action, week four. Man, this is, uh, if you want to talk about a conference slate, I think this is the best week we've got to date. Really fired up to get into some of these games. Uh, I just can't wait for it. I think there's going to be the best weekend of SEC action coming up here. I'm just ready to make some picks. How about you? Dude, I'm ready. It's like Christmas Eve, son. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Shane, so let's just jump into it. Uh, let's get into our picks here. Let's do it. Gambling? Let's say anything about gambling. It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Not only am I picking Toledo to cover, I'm picking Toledo to win outright. I can't kick your ass, me. I heard you say that. <laughs> that, that well, he kicked my ass regardless. <laughs> exactly. Think. They're going to beat the brakes off Miami. You watch it. Mike, if Florida wins this damn game, I will sing the fight song Monday. it ain't happening brother yeah orange and blue waving forever forever pride old florida may she droop here i i forgot to hit record so you got to do that again are you shitting me no i'm recording it (laughs) (laughs) all right shane so a lot of times what we like to do on this podcast, we like to go by the kickoff times, but we're going to mix it up just a little bit here. Uh, let's focus on the few non-conference games that we've got first, and then we'll kick it over to all the league games. I think that's kind of the best way to do it this Saturday. So let's start uh, with San Jose at Arkansas, Shane. Whoopee. Arkansas favored by 21 points. Who do you like in this one? All right, Mike. I think Arkansas offense improves this week. Fortunately, I don't think they cover the spread, but they do win, and they win big. I've got the score, Arkansas 38, San Jose State 20. All right, Shane. It's nice to see you're kind of coming around here on the Razorbacks. I know- <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to buy into the quarterback, Mike. I got you. Yeah, that, me too, Shane. A big Nick Starkle fan. We both are. He's just changed the way that Arkansas teams played. And it was pretty interesting to see last week against Colorado State, only a 10-point favorite, jumping this all the way up to 21. 
I certainly understand why they'd be doing that. San Jose State, not that good of a team. They're not a terrible team, though, Shane. I believe they've won a game this year. So mm-hmm. uh, I certainly don't think Arkansas is really going to be tested much in this one. But I'm just not ready. I don't care who the opponent is, unless it's you know an FCS team. But even when they played Portland State, they didn't blow them out of the water. So right. there's so much youth on this Arkansas team, Shane. And while we, you know, are hammering home the point that Nick Starkle changes this team, I think the real engine that keeps this Arkansas offense going for the time being is Rakeem Boyd. And we know he's got uh, a history with getting hurt. Now, he's not been banged up much this year. He basically took the whole spring off because they, you know, they didn't want to risk injury for him. So this is the type of game where I just don't think he's going to get much of a workload. Obviously, you know, he'll probably play quite a bit here in the first half, but I don't imagine he's going to get much run in the second half, and that's just purely by design. So, you know, if Rakeem Boyd was maybe being utilized this whole game, I think they're going to try to save him up for SEC play. We saw it last week. Colorado State busts out for a 75-yard run, 75-yard pass. Uh, This team, they just have too much youth on the field for me to – be comfortable giving them 21 points. Uh, I'm going to take those points every time. But like you, I'm picking Arkansas to win 35, San Jose 17. So it's not that close of a game, but I like San Jose to, to cover with the 21. Absolutely. Think CJ kills anybody this week? <laughs> it depends on uh, if he had mono this week or not. All right, Shane, how about this one? Uh, the noon kickoff here on ESPN2 right after college game day. We got Southern Miss at Alabama. Roll Tide! Alabama's a 39-point favorite in this matchup, Shane. I know you're going to pick uh, the Tide to win it, but uh, who do you like to cover this matchup? You know, Southern Miss has got one of the most electrifying kick returners in the nation. I mean, this kid is amazingly fast. If you ever get a chance to watch some of this kid's highlights, I'm telling you, he's just got a gear that most people don't have. And if you don't want to waste time with highlights, just watch this game because he's going to have plenty of opportunities to return kicks as Alabama wins this thing 51 Southern Miss, 14. So I've got Southern Miss covering the spread. Uh-oh. Yeah, these games, Shane, I get frustrated trying to pick these Alabama games against the spread. Because for me, what it really comes down to is how soon is Tua going to get pulled from the game? Is it going to be in <laughs> yeah. the second quarter? Is it going to be third quarter, fourth quarter? Surely he's not going to play in the fourth quarter of this one, but I guess really it just boils down to how far into the second half he goes. I mean, Alabama can really just pick their score in this one, Shane, so it's just tough. It's tough to say, but after that performance against South Carolina, this defense, that's typically when these Nick Saban defenses respond. When they, I don't want to say they got exposed last week because I don't think that's that's the right word to use there I know they're a little bit banged up but I think they'll come with a little bit more heat a little more fire a little bit more passion Uh, I just think their defense is really going to give Southern Miss all kinds of fits this week so I'm going with Alabama to obviously not only win the game but to cover I'm going Alabama 56 Southern Miss 14. Okay All right, Shane, how about this? So we've talked about this one. This is the final uh, non-conference game of the week and how big 
this is for Ole Miss. California coming across the country to the West Coast to Oxford to take on the Ole Miss Rebels, Shane. This is also going to be a noon Eastern kick on ESPNU. And before we get into this matchup, Shane, you just found this gem of a clip. Old Matt Luke. It looks kind of like Fred Flintstone to me. You know what I mean? Like I get that kind of vibe from him. But that's not how he is with his team, Shane. So this is a clip. Uh, It'd be kind of cool if this was from this week. But it's from right before the Arkansas game where I was picking against Old Miss. I had no idea this is what old that Matt Luke was saying to his Old Miss team. And my God, Shane, this guy's opened my eyes with this one. Looks just like one of those 4-H counselors, you know? You just don't see this type of attitude coming. So <laughs> enjoy the clip because I sure did. I want us tomorrow night to go have some fun. I want us to go have some fun. I want everybody to do their job. I want everybody to do their job. No chip paint. All horses jump. I want us on defense to go stop number five. Go punish his. All right, on offense, I want us to stay on schedule. I want us to protect the ball, and we get a damn one-on-one, I want to expect to go make a damn play. That's what the hell I want. And then special teams, I want you to provide the winning edge. But here, let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I want to go tell our story. I, I'm tired as hell of turning on ESPN and Sports Center and people getting to pick what the hell they want to say about us. We got a bunch of young guys that came here for a damn reason. I want to tell our story on national television. I'm tired of people talking about us. I want to go tell our story. That's why the hell we're all here. So we can tell our story. But hey, it ain't good enough that we want to do it. As long as we keep getting our feet, they will get to say whatever the hell they want. But as soon as we make up our mind to go down tear these barriers down together, then we'll get to talk. Then we'll get to say the hell what we want to say. It's too important, guys. We work too hard. Man, go enjoy this thing together, man. Play with emotion. Feed off each other. Nothing fake. Real. Emotion. And when you make a play, throw the damn last shark up with damn pride. Does that make sense what I'm saying? I want to tell our story. I want everybody to know what I already know, man. I love you guys. And there's nothing that beats a Friday night in a hotel with you guys. I live for this, man. This is what I do. And I wouldn't want to be anywhere else with anybody else. We're all here for a reason. But let's go tell our story tomorrow. Let's go tell it to the whole country. All right, Shane. I just I had no idea this guy had this kind of fire and passion. I know he's an old Miss man. He's damn proud of it. Family, brothers, father. I think his, even his grandfather played there. I mean, we already knew that. We're in that sense always rooting for him because you know. I know fans buy into their coaches. Everyone does because you want to believe in your school. You want to believe in your team. But there's very few coaches that can go out here and pitch the school and 100% are they've lived it and they believe it quite like Matt Luke. Yeah. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, I really want this guy to succeed. And I love, love this clip. Uh, so after saying all that, Shane, Cal is the underdog in this game by two to Ole Miss, and Cal's a ranked team, but they're coming all the way across the country to Ole Miss. Who do you like in this matchup? Oh, Mike, I almost had an upset picked here, and then I heard Coach Luke, and the thing about that speech that got to me was it was not scripted, man. 
You know, that was from the heart. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you could feel it. This guy wants to win. He wants Ole Miss to be better. He wants to create a new narrative down there. So I flipped it, man. I got Ole Miss winning this thing 20 to Cal's 17. Hmm. Well, well, I will say this. The the only concern I have, if you haven't watched any of Cal, which I don't blame you, these this quarterback is not a good quarterback. He's a mobile quarterback. He's able to run. But I think that this defense is good enough to keep him in the pocket. And if they force this kid to throw – I think it could be a, a larger score margin here. You know, I've just, just from some of the videos I've seen. So that's what I like. I, I, I'm picking Ole Miss mainly because of obviously Coach Luke, but this defense, man, I'm still sold on this defense. And I think they're not going to have any problem with Cal's offense. I think it's going to be a low scoring game, too, man. Mm-hmm. Well, like you, Shane, I'm starting to buy into this Matt Luke from what we've seen from him. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of struggled a little bit last week, but again, they're playing, you know, some BS FCS team. I think it's kind of hard to get uh, a lot of times your team up for those games. It's not like they were ever going to lose that game, but it was probably closer than it should have been. That's why they got, uh, you know, the five-star Jerry on Ely to bail them out. That's why you sign a guy like that because he's just a true difference maker. And if he continues to break out, Shane, I mean, he's going to be the best player once again on the field. I think mm-hmm. Ole Miss, say what you want about uh, where they rank in the SEC in terms of talent, they're going to have more talent than Cal in this matchup. They got the coordinators. They got a team coming across the country playing an early game. There's so many factors here. I was pretty surprised when this line came out. I, th- I really thought Cal would be favored. And it's, it's open with Ole Miss, and it's stayed Ole Miss all week. But this, uh, man, we can't play this clip and then say Ole Miss is going to lose the game. We just can't do it. What are you doing, Mike? What are you doing? I, I feel a letdown coming here. Don't do that to me. I'm picking Ole Miss yeah, 21, boy. Cal 20. So I got the Rebels winning, but I got Cal covering this two-point spread. It's it... More Stan Honda, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this clip, if if I lose this one, it's gonna come down to the clip. But uh, it, it was worth picking Ole Miss. I I just can't I can't go against Luke now after that one. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, these guys are bull bound, baby. <laughs> All right, Shane. Next uh, noon kickoff here on uh, the SEC Network. LSU at Vanderbilt. Vander uh, Vanderbilt's an underdog, of course. LSU's favored by twenty three and a half. And uh, just some notes here from Coach O here on Thursday, Shane. Uh, Kelevon Chasson, their outstanding outside linebacker, he's out. Michael Divinity, their middle linebacker, he's out. Uh, Sadiq Charles, their left tackle, is available. So I just want to make those notes before we mm. get into this game. But uh, I imagine you're going to be picking LSU to win this game. But uh, what's your score here? Who you got covering? You don't need defense when you got offense, Mike. <laughs> uh, I just, I don't know this, 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 uh, this line kind of puzzled me. To be honest, you know, I just, I thought this was uh, going to be at least a thirty-five point spread. I, I mean, that's what I thought. Come seeing everything we saw from LSU and everything we've seen from Vanderbilt, I just thought that this team was just too much for Vandy. And that's why I've got them covering the spread. LSU, Tigers, 
45 Vanderbilt Commodores 14. Hmm. 30. So, okay, you got LSU covering here? Yeah, get your calculator out, Mike. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right, once we start getting up to these big numbers, it's tough on the fly here. But, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying here. So the biggest concern I would have in this one, you know, we kind of hit on it all week. It's a noon kick. I think LSU kind of hates that, coming in, traveling. Mm-hmm. Typically, if you if you want to kind of upset a team, I think a noon kick's good. If you're a heavy, heavy favorite, particularly on the road, I mean, I heard Coach O say they're going to have to wake up at like 6 in the morning to get this team going. Mm-hmm. That's kind of dangerous. Vanderbilt's had two weeks to prepare for this one. We've yet to see Keyshawn Vaughn go off. If if Keyshawn Vaughn goes off, not only is Vanderbilt going to cover, you know, not I'm just saying any game, but they might win mm-hmm. because he could be the most dynamic player on the field. They should have beat Florida last year until Keyshawn Vaughn, he got hurt. So, I mean, he's that big of a difference maker. We just we're still waiting for him to kind of kick it into high gear. The way LSU's defense has been playing, and now two of their better linebackers going to miss this game. It's dangerous, Shane. It's dangerous. <laughs> well, let me ask you. You're talking Keyshawn Vaughn here. Did you give a score yet? No, sir. Oh, good God, get to it already. <laughs> just kidding. Take your time, Mike. I got to ask you a question on the back end, though. Okay. Well, with all that being said, Shane, if LSU, I mean, I got them number one in my SEC power rankings. And I got Vanderbilt all the way down at uh, number 13. I can't really justify not picking LSU to cover if I, you know, if that's how I kind of see these teams. Of course, that can change come Saturday. My rankings are very fluid. But I'm going with LSU 55, Vanderbilt 20. So I like LSU to win and cover this one. Nice. Let me ask you, okay, so we're – because I figured you'd have them winning, but you did make an interesting comment about uh, Keyshawn there. What kind of percent um, would you give Vanderbilt the opportunity to win this thing? I mean, the fact that it's a noon game, like you said, Mm -hmm. the fact LSU's missing a lot, I I agree with that. I think another big factor is the – they played Georgia, you know. They've already played a top five team, so they're th- this stage isn't going to be too big for them. So, what makes you, what percent would you give Vanderbilt on winning this game? You know, I'll probably shock you with this one, and particularly based on my score that I just gave you there. But uh, I mean, I give Vanderbilt as much as fifteen percent chance. And I'll tell you why, Shane. I know LSU's ranked in the top five. I know Vanderbilt's yet to win a game. But the one thing, and it was a concern last week, it's been a concern the last two weeks for LSU, is I'm not I'm not ready to hit the panic button, Shane, but my hand is hovering over it because this defense, they just have not shown up yet. And no. I don't know if that's a product of – now, Coach O said in the Texas game, it was brutally honest that the fact they couldn't stop Texas. But at the same time, he said that's why they didn't put their take their foot off the gas there on offense because he thought that uh, if they didn't keep scoring, they were going to lose that game. Yeah. And that was, that was a telling comment, Shane. And then they turn around against Northwestern, and it remains to be seen if the, how motivated they were for that game. And, and Chasson was out for it. But they could not get to this passer. They could not rush him. 
If they can't do it against Northwestern State, I've got little confidence in them doing it in the SEC. So that's just kind of how big of a piece he is. If they cannot get to Vanderbilt, I know Purdue, you know, they may not, I don't know how good they are compared to an SEC team, but Vanderbilt almost went to Purdue and beat them. And like you said, Mm -hmm. they kind of, you know, they almost, uh, they, they never gave Georgia really a game, but for the second half, I thought they played right with them. So yeah. if you can play with a team like Georgia, if you can go on the road and nearly beat Purdue, uh, I don't think it's uh, it's not going to be like the upset of the year if Vanderbilt beats LSU. I really don't think so. And that's why I, I don't want to put money on this spread because I, I think Coach Mason is, is a hell of a defensive coach. You know, he, he changed the whole scheme this year just so he could be different, you know, just so that he could have a competitive edge when it comes to uh, playing these teams. So that's why I, I'm not putting $100 on this one, even though I love LSU's offense and I love their opportunity. I just – I'm afraid to put money on this one, man. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get to another one I bet you're afraid to put money on, Shane. <laughs> Tennessee at Florida. The Gators are 14-point favorite, and this is a noon game on ESPN. This is going to be, you know, the game that comes on right after college game day. Gators favored by two touchdowns here, Shane. Who do you like in this one? Who's that at the door, Mike? Is that Mr. Upset? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. You know, I I really want to. I, I, You know, I'm a Tennessee homer, but... This feels like one of those games that Tennessee has the lead going into the fourth quarter and Florida pulls away. I've got, I think, I I mean, I don't know what, the thing, the Trask is the X factor and not so much him, just the whole quarterback situation with Emory. I don't, we don't know. We don't know what's going to be there. We kind of know what we have with Tennessee. We kind of know what we have as far as identity with Florida. And I don't think the plays are going to change all that much, but. Florida's defense is legit, man, up front. You know, a lot of people looked at Kentucky game and thought they didn't do well, but I'm telling you, Kentucky's got a hell of an offensive line, you know. So that concerns me, especially with the way we've been jumbling around our offensive line. So I've got Florida passing up Tennessee there in the fourth quarter, as usual, 27, Tennessee 24. So I got Tennessee covering the spread on this one. Hmm. Well, Shane, I'm, I'm starting to think that you're studying my notes here, but because uh, <laughs> I think everyone in the world is going to be picking against Tennessee in this game. And for fans of this rivalry, you know, the vast majority of the time. Now, I mean, this is kind of true in a lot of football games, but not necessarily always the case, the way the, the game has become such a spread game and, and passing uh, has, has just taken over in college football. But, uh, you know, I don't have the, the figures in front of me, but it's something like, 28 of the last 30 have been won by the team that leads in rushing. And I think there's an outstanding chance that Tennessee wins the rushing battle in this game because I I really think the strength of their team at this point is their two running backs, Ty Chandler, Eric Gray. They've been outstanding the mm-hmm. first couple weeks of the season. And this offensive line for Tennessee, Shane, it's starting to come together a little bit. Uh, I, it remains to be seen how good they are pass blocking. But run blocking looks to be their strength. And if Zaniga's out, which we don't know if he's going to be out at this point, I really think Tennessee could get the better of Florida on the ground. Now, also, you got to flip it to the other side there. Florida's offensive line's not look that great. 
But how will they look against a Tennessee defensive front that is, I mean, it's, it's just as bad, if not worse, than Florida's offensive line. Yeah. So Florida may have a field day on the ground. I think that's kind of, I think that's, they're going to be leaning on that ground game because obviously it's yeah. Strass' first start since, <laughs> since he was a damn <laughs> high schooler freshman. <laughs> that's right. But I really like, I think Jeremy Pruitt is going to scheme up a lot of blitzes, throw all kinds of different things at Trask. I, I do not anticipate them setting back and just letting Trask pick him apart like Kentucky did. We already know Bryce Thompson's making the trip. He's making a trip because he's going to play. Mm-hmm. I think Trask, I think he's going to struggle in this one, Shane. I don't think he's going to have that good a game. And, uh, you know, I was kind of hoping you went with something else here. Because I think it's going to be something similar. I think Tennessee's going to have the lead in this game in the fourth quarter. And then I think that's when they're going to bring in old Emory Jones, Shane. <laughs> Emory Jones, that's my prediction, is going to lead the Gators to a fourth quarter comeback. Gators win it in Gainesville 30-27. to 27. <laughs> and Emory's on Scott Van Pelt next week, you know? <laughs> Do we got Where's his parents at, you know? Can we get that? So, I don't know, man. It's just like we've done this song and dance before, and I'm just, you know, and then, who knows? Maybe my prediction is wrong, Mike, you know? That could happen, too. <laughs> that's That's never been the case. <laughs> never. All right, Shane, let's take a break here from our picks. Because I want to talk to the listeners about our sponsor, MyBookie.ag. That's an online sports book, Shane, that uh, you and I know and trust. We wouldn't be telling you about these guys if they weren't the best. MyBookie.ag right now, Shane, for all our listeners, if they go to MyBookie.ag, and they will match your initial deposit for up to $1,000 by using the promo code THATSEC. That's T-H-A-T-S-E-C at mybookie.ag. They will match your first deposit for all our listeners all the way up to 1000 bucks. So that's pretty cool, Shane. And one of my mm-hmm. favorite things about mybookie.ag, if your bet's losing at halftime, Shane, we've all been there. The lock of the week, that seems like uh, <laughs> this has turned into, once again, a weekly tradition here. Go to mybookie.ag, and you could kind of flip it the other way. You can bet... The second half, you can bet the team that you picked against. So you won't really be coming out ahead that way, but you won't be losing anything either. So that's great. I really like that uh, mybookie.ag, that they allow you to do that. And, you know, with NFL seasons now kicking into high gear, you can do parlays. Those are really popular for people that don't know. You can do three, five, ten-team parlays. And that's when you're just picking multiple games at a time. And you hit one of those, it's it's like a multiplier. So you, you mm-hmm. win significantly more. Uh, I always suggest doing three-team parlays. If you're going to do it five and obviously ten, the higher you go is much more difficult to win. But when you get those higher ones, you get a bit a bigger return. So that's something to consider there, Shane. All our listeners, if you're going to do the smart thing, you're going to bet this football season. Bet with mybookie.ag. MyBookie is currently matching all first deposits. That's mybookie.ag using the promo code that sec t h a t s e c. You play, you win, you get paid. Get paid. All right, Shane. Let's jump to this other game. I'm really looking forward to this one. Now we're really getting into the highlights of this week's schedule. Kentucky at Mississippi State. 
Mississippi State is a six-point favorite, Shane. And this game is going to take place 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central on SEC Network. Who do you like between Kentucky and Mississippi State? And uh, actually, before we make that pick, Shane, we've got to hit on this because we touched on it on the last episode a little bit with uh, Cash Daniel coming out and making his uh, denial that he ever twisted uh, Trask's mm. ankle, what have you. And then, wouldn't you know it, Shane, as soon as we record that, more footage comes out. Look, it's pretty damn clear. He did try yeah. to twist old Trask's ankle there. Uh, it looks like Cash has got fucking egg all over his lion face here. Mm-hmm. Really wish he would have just came clean. Uh, I think that's always, you know, it's, it wouldn't wouldn't make it all right what he did, but it just compounds it when you fucking lie and and say you didn't do something. Yeah. I mean, it's it would have been been better to say, you know, basically what Mark Stoops is doing. He he was asked about it all on Thursday and said, you know, that I'll leave that the talk I had up with Cash, but. You know, we don't uh, encourage our players to injure, and uh, he would not talk about it. He said, that he said he's leaving that up to the league, and he was also asked if Cash Daniel will play. He said Cash will be in the lineup. So I don't know what that says because unless he's not seen the footage, I don't know how he wouldn't have. He's kind of talking out both sides of his mouth here because he's saying they don't condone you know, the player's trying to injure, and yet he's playing Cash Daniels. I, don't, I just don't, know, I don't understand how you, you make that statement. Dude, this is this is total disappointment, man. I mean, as much as I pumped up this guy, I mean, I was a cash homer. Say what you want. I mean, I really enjoyed this guy. I, I he had a bright future, and and not saying that he won't, you know, not saying that he won't rebound from this, but he sure the hell ain't done it yet. And when I saw that video and him, and it's just like everything he's ever said before that moment is just all bullshit man you know he came out and apologized after you know because he thought maybe there was only one video he looks at it and he goes well clearly you can't see what i'm doing so i'm just going to roll with this lie and and now it's blowing up in his face and nobody's answering it you know Mm -hmm. coach ain't coming out saying anything there's no comment from cash they're just going to act like it's not a thing man this is this is ridiculous you're talking about an injury what if he would have hurt him man what if he would have broke his ankle and then trask is out for the season and who knows man trask may suffer with that ankle 20 years from now when he's playing with his grandkids you know what i'm saying that's Mm -hmm. i mean this is this is Total bullshit. Yeah, I lost all respect for him, man. I mean, everything he said. You know what he's talking about? He he doesn't cheat when he fishes. Bullshit. He's got some damn. He's got some damn lunkers somewhere tied up to a log, and he's been cheating. So he needs to be kicked off the fishing team too, Mike. Just ridiculous. I ain't been this disappointed in a man. I mean, just in a long time, dude. Just total disappointment. We need to go back to that bass fishing tape, Shane. We got to double check. There, you might have been right. There might be a spotter in the bushes or something. That's right. He's a cheater, man. There's no call for that. I, I, you know, Albert Hainsworth did the same thing in the NFL, mm-hmm. and I lost all respect for Albert. And it took a long time for me to come around on Albert. And, uh, you know, he's going through some stuff right now, and I forgive him, but I'm not ready to forgive Cash right now. I'll tell you that. Well, well said, Shane. I think you put it there. I think uh, we've all – we all lost a bit of respect for him, if not all of it. But uh, we still got a game to pick here, Shane. So Kentucky, underdog by six at Mississippi State. Who do you like in this one? <clears throat> this one, Mike, I have got. 
you know, this one I'm torn on, man. I've never been more torn on a game this year than this one. I just, how does Kentucky react? If uh, the only the only thing that I could see is last year when they lost to Georgia, they came down to Tennessee. They they just were not in it, man. And Tennessee ran away with it. Do they do that this week? I don't know um, because I think this was a big game, man. I think Florida really took a lot of wind out of their sails. So I've got Kentucky actually losing this game. Uh, 17, Mississippi State 21. And that's not even knowing the quarterback situation. If if they came out and told me, and I'm looking at pregame, and I see Tommy you know, throwing on point, this thing could be even more. I just think at, at, if Tommy's arm is good, the secondary will struggle because that's one thing nobody's really done since Toledo, man, is test the secondary, and they're even more thin this week. I think Mississippi State finds a way to do that and win this game. However, not covering the spread, 21-17. All right, Shay. Well, it's interesting that you hit on that, on how this team will respond. I certainly do think that's one of the biggest question marks going into it. And that's something Mark Stoops was asked about here on Thursday. Uh, so let's cut over here to Coach Stoops, and then uh, I'll make my pick on the other side. In practice, did they bounce back emotionally the way you wanted to? They did. Tough loss? Yeah, they really did. I felt good about it. Um, you know, once we went in there Monday and have our meeting and, and, and you know, addressed it, watched the film, and uh, we moved on pretty quick. You have to. And uh, it's way too early in the season. It's a long season. And uh, we have a lot of football ahead of us. Very difficult loss, but uh, it's time to move on. And, uh, and I've been pleased with the way they've done that. So we were going to talk this summer about last year with the Tennessee game. There was a little bit of a letdown after Georgia. You don't want to go through those experiences, but do you learn from them when something like that happens? You, so you, you do. You learn from it a year ago. And I think different situation. Um, you know, that was much deeper into the season. You know, this is early on and, uh, and uh, you know, so we've got to we've got to move on quick. There's too much football left, and so um, you know, I feel like you know we did talk about it, but they were ready to go. All right, Shade. So Mark Stoops, based on what he said here, the Wildcats have responded in practice, and yes, it is different. I mean, it's the same, but it's different. I could kind of see your point, where you know they really did kind of cave, lost that game to Tennessee that. I personally, if you recall, I don't think they had any business losing to that Tennessee team. But they not only lost it, I mean, they got destroyed in it for the most part. Yeah. Will that happen again? Coach Stoops is saying it won't. But, of course, what's he supposed to say? You know, he's not going to come out and bury his team. Right. But I do think this is, uh, you know, coming off such a big season chain. And what what is it that makes Kentucky so strong is a lot of, physical offense and defensive line play running game that stuff travels on the road that stuff doesn't go away i like for a lot of these the seniors the juniors on this kentucky team they're loaded with them i like those guys to step up i just don't have faith in mississippi state at this moment because we kind of did this song and dance last week with tommy stevens uh you know he he looked pretty good there for a while and then he just kind of it just fell off like I'm not really sure how hurt he is, and it just seems like Joe Moorhead and, and company, they put all their chips in the Tommy Stevens' basket, and if he is 100%, Shane, I think you're right. I think Mississippi State could have a big win here, but 
Uh, I just, I'm not convinced that that's the case. So if he's limited whatsoever, I'm, I'm going with Kentucky here, not only to cover the spread, Shane, but I like Kentucky to win it outright. I think this is going to be really one of the better games, one of the games I'll really be having an eye on this week. But I'm going Kentucky 26, Mississippi State 24. If, uh, if he doesn't, if he can't play, does, have you heard anything about KT, or are we looking at beard, the bearded Schrader here? I mean, what's the backup situation going to be this week? It's going to be uh, Garrett Schrader, the beardy Schrader. <laughs> okay. So, no KT. So, he's just – we don't even know where he's at. He's on the team. He said he's coming back, but nobody knows what's going on. I, I don't – I mean – It seems like – or maybe I'm missing the updates or something on this cat. It just adds to the intrigue down there, Shane, because remember – when Tommy Stevens won this job, what is it that Joe Moore had said? He said it was neck and neck, and, T- and mm-hmm. Thompson was right there, and, and at one point, you know, took a lead, I think he indicated, and then Tommy Stevens got it back, and now Garrett Schrader is the number two quarterback, according to Tommy Stevens, yeah. or, or Joe yeah. Moorhead. So uh, that, do, that doesn't add up, and I don't know. You're pretty high on Schrader. I'm not down on him. I think he's the future, certainly, but I don't think we've seen enough from him. And we've not seen anything from Keaton to say that he's like far and away better than Keaton Thompson. So that that you. just doesn't add up to me. Okay. All right, Shane, another game here. This is going to be a barn burner. I thought about saving this one for next to last, but I want to get to it. <clears throat> Auburn at Texas A&M, Shane. The Aggies, three-and-a-half-point favorite here. On CBS, this is going to be the SEC-CBS game, the first one. This is going to be at 3.30, the traditional CBS time. Uh, Auburn, it's kind of surprising to some people. The underdog in this one, top 10 team, not favored on the road. And according to Gus Malzahn, Anthony Schwartz has his uh, little club removed. So that's a little bonus there. And uh, Prince uh, Tega, he's practiced all week. Derek Brown's practiced all week. So it's a good indication those guys are going to be good to go. Uh, Heading into this uh, big SEC West showdown, Shane, who do you like, Texas A&M or Auburn? Oh, Mike, another one. I went back and forth, you know. I, I, I've i seen great things from both teams, and I've seen some bad things from both teams. And I really don't think we know exactly what Auburn is yet. I think we know what Texas A&M. Texas A&M, wish they had that Clemson game back. There were some things. If, if Mond would have been a little bit more settled in, I think it, they would have gave them a better game. But – for that high-power offense, I was really impressed with Texas A&M's defense. And I think that's going to show up again on Auburn. I think Bo has not been tested by a true defense, man. And I think this this is going to be his first test. you got a freshman going into the, the home of the 12th man. So I've got Texas A&M winning this game, but not by much, 31, Auburn 28, so not covering the spread, but A&M winning. Ooh, 31 for the Aggies, Shane. That's a lot of points to get this Auburn defense, but you may be on to something here because Kent State obviously found some success. Tulane mm-hmm. moved in a little bit on them. They, didn't, they couldn't convert much in the red zone, but it's an interesting pick, Shane. But something that oh. uh, is key for me in this matchup, Shane, one thing that a lot of people talking about Bo Nix all week, Bo Nix, Bo Nix, Bo Nix, first road game, all this. I understand the importance of that, Shane. But from what we've seen so far from Auburn this season, 
this offense for the Tigers, they just, unless their ground game is going, they just get halted. Mm-hmm. In A&M, Shane, that, this is basically the number one thing they've shown they can do under Mike Elko is stop the run. So if Auburn's going to win this game, Shane, not only are they going to have to overcome that, Texas A&M's front seven, which I think will have the edge in this game. We still, yes, I know Auburn's offensive line is all seniors, but we still don't even know if this is really that good of a line. They, they have been able to impose their will on Oregon and on Kent State and Tulane yeah. and all these teams, but this is, this is going to be their first true test here. Ke- yeah. Kelamon, unless he's just not it, I mean, he's got to show up. <laughs> this is the game where – it's not like they're going to bench him, but they're not going to accomplish anything if he doesn't show up this season. And I went back and watched that Lamar game, Shane, and I was still kind of shaking my head at some of the throws he made. This is two games in a row, so I'm a little concerned with this pick, Shane, but I'm kind of with you. I'm going with the Aggies to get this one done. This is a huge game. If A&M drops their second game the fourth week of the season, they got major issues up there this season. I mean, they, they mm-hmm. may as well start looking ahead to 2020. I don't think this will be the end of Auburn's run. I've heard people suggesting that this week. If Auburn loses this game, they can't win the SEC West. Th- that's stupid. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, this was two years ago. Auburn lost to LSU. They had the big lead, and they come back. I mean, the key games for them is always Georgia and Alabama, which they get both at home, obviously. Auburn can rally from this, but it's early in the season. They're still trying to figure out that offensive line, trying to get it going. If they have a big day, they can win this game. But I just don't have confidence in them to do it against this A&M front seven. I'm going Aggies 24, Auburn 20 in a close one. I got the Aggies winning and covering. Mm. I'm with you, man. And and the Auburn thing, it's just I have to see it, dude. I I tried to buy in. And I'm not saying that they're not – a great team, but to say that they're a top 10 team, I'm not convinced of that right now. I think Texas A&M could be a top 10 team, uh, honestly. But let me ask you, since we both picked that, since we both picked Texas A&M to win this game, what does Auburn have to do? What do you have to see from Auburn to give them the opportunity to win this game? Is it that rushing attack? I think it's got to be Bo Nix winning it for him. Okay. And it's hurting them because the fact that their receivers are so banged up. Seth Williams banged up. Anthony Schwartz obviously banged up. He's, I mean, it may have to be Will Hastings. I don't, I don't think Will Hastings is a guy that's can really going to win you the game, though. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. maybe you leave it up to Gus Malzahn to scheme up some stuff where maybe it's not even Bo Nicks. Maybe it's some trick plays where they're hitting them down the field. But they've got to do something to get this front seven to back up a little bit to give them some leeway because I just don't think they're going to have much success on the ground. So if maybe if Bo Nix finally, you know, I, I really, I feel like I'm trashing Bo Nix every week. I'm not trying to do that. I, I think uh, the outlook for Albert and Gus Malzahn this season and moving forward is incredible because they got this freshman to build around, but it, mm-hmm. it took Jake Fromm a little while to get going there. I mean, remember that the game at Auburn? Yeah. He was a weakness there and that killed him. Uh, there was games Jalen Hurts hurt Alabama's freshman year. It just sometimes it takes these freshmen. It's one thing to come onto the scene and have a good game. It's another to do it on the road against a really good defense. If he does it, 
I'll, I'll stop questioning Bo Nix because I think it's going to be on his shoulders to get this one done because I just don't think Auburn's going to have much success on the ground. And uh, maybe this is a game, Shane, where maybe it's Joey Gatewood, but still, I don't know. If they're not getting much ground game going, I don't know if having a big mobile quarterback is necessarily going to bust it wide open, but they seem to be getting him a lot of looks to get him ready just in case they need him. If they have trouble scoring in the first half, I'm not saying they'll turn it over to Joey Gatewood, but I could certainly see them giving him a couple possessions to just kind of see what he can do against his defense. Absolutely. I'm going to go the opposite side, man. I think it's going to be about this defense. We've been hopping them up. And they've at moments have looked legit. You know, they're at the end of that Oregon game mm-hmm. when they're pushing them back. I, but I, if they're going to have a shot to win this game, they got to be a true lockdown defense. They're going to take the crowd out. And the best way of doing that is having, uh, having Texas A&M go three and out. And then when you get the ball, take advantage of that running game those long methodical drives and when the when the fans aren't into it that's how you win this game so uh i'm i'm like you i think i think bo's got a lot on his shoulders but i don't think he should have to this defense is a veteran defense they should come out and and take control of this game especially as much as we've been pumping them up Mm -hmm. all right shay this is actually my favorite game of the week this is the one i'm I just can't wait for Shane. This is this may be off the radar for some people, but this is my favorite game here in the SEC this week. South Carolina at Missouri, Shane. The Tigers are a nine and a half point favorite. That's unbelievable to me. This is uh unfortunately this is kicking off at the same time as the Kentucky Mississippi State, so I'm gonna have to be eyeing both of them at the same time. And Texas A&M Auburn is gonna be half hour before, so I have no idea why they stacked up these games like this, but uh, this will be a 4 o'clock Eastern time, 3 o'clock Central on SEC Network Alternate. So it's not even on the damn regular SEC Network. South Carolina, Missouri, Shane. The Columbia Cup. <laughs> what do you got winning this one? Mike, I'm also really excited about this game because I've got $100 on it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, buddy. You know, there's a couple things I love about these teams. I love both these quarterbacks. I think Helensky's legit. We got to see it last week when he was going against Alabama. Uh, we know what Kelly is. I think him getting mobile is going to be an X factor in this game. But I think it comes down to the opposite side. And whose defense is better? And I have more confidence. Even though they had a rough week last week, I think they bounce back this week. They make Missouri be one-dimensional. I think Roundtree has a tough time getting anything going between the tackles here, and that's the last thing you can have. So I've got South Carolina not only covering the spread, but winning this ball game 31, Missouri 21. All right, Shay. Well, we've talked about how South Carolina's in desperation mode entering this game. And it is huge. I don't think, I've even heard some suggestions, Shane, that Will Muschamp, this could be it for him if he loses this one. I think that's a little crazy. But yeah. they would be staring down the path of, I mean, they may not make a bowl game, Shane, if they if they lose this one. I mean, this this game and next week, Kentucky, That I mean, those are 
Those are vitally important. But it's going to be a tough one, Shane. This one could go either way. I don't have a very good feel for who is going to win this game, Shane. But that nine and a half in Missouri, I can't sit with that. That's <laughs> That to me is crazy. I'm buying the Heislinski hype. I mean, that's, this guy's <laughs> legit. This is going to be his first road game, Shane, but... I don't. That doesn't bother me at all. I, I think the key to the game, Shane. Yes, Missouri has kind of cleaned it up here in the last couple weeks, and I know that Wyoming game was a little bizarre because you know we've we've hit on it, the elevation and whatnot. But Missouri, still not sold on them being able to stop an SEC rushing attack. Uh, this is obviously their first conference game in South Carolina. I think of all the things in the SEC to be pleasantly surprised. If you're just looking at a unit or you know a position on the field that has really exceeded expectations, I think it's South Carolina and this rushing attack. So I, lo- I like for them to mm-hmm. lean on this rushing attack, going up against a suspect Missouri defensive uh, team that, that maybe cannot, is going to have issues slowing down South Carolina running game. Uh, I, I, like I said, I'm not totally convinced which side is going to win this game because I really think it's going to go back and forth because I think Kelly Bryant could really have his way with South Carolina's defense on the other side. But I always tend to go with these SEC matchups on the team that wins the rushing battle. I think that's just huge for so many factors. So I'm going with South Carolina to win this game outright. That's one of my favorite picks this week. South Carolina getting the nine and a half points against Missouri. I wouldn't shock me at all if Missouri wins this game, but it would shock me if they cover this. I don't think there's any chance in hell. I'm going South Carolina 35, Missouri 32. (laughs) It's like you read my notes today, buddy. (laughs) <laughs> all right Shane let's get to the big game night game the one everyone's excited for Notre Dame for the first time in history coming down to Athens let's open it up with a hype video let's do it this is going to be a different experience than anything else that they've ever had in a regular season the game of the week in college football takes place in Athens. It's a sellout. It's been the highest price ticket in college football. Yeah, this Georgia Bulldogs team, we've seen them the past few years. If you talk about pressure from, from an overall grand scheme of things, it's Georgia. They've been there, they've done it, now they had to find a way to get over the top. We're not really sure what to make of Georgia. This is a historic matchup. A lot of people around these parts have been talking about that matchup for years. That entire city will be rocking leading into the game. School such tradition as Notre Dame. Looking forward to the opportunity. I know a lot of Georgia fans have had this one marked on their schedule for a long time. Hey, everybody come out here and let's compete. Everybody know what we got to work for. It's about showing the country that we're one of the best teams. And you do that by how you play on the field. You show them the Georgia way. It's going to be about what we do. We're going to have to change the way they think. But that ain't nothing new for us. Cut it loose. Leave it all on the line. 
All right, Shane. That's, I mean, that video's got me fucking fired up for some Bulldog football. Yes, sir. Georgia yes, sir. favored by 14 points in this one. What do you like in this game? Dude, I'm a couple hundred miles away, and I think I'm going to be able to hear the kickoff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This game is going to be rocking. I think the SEC's going to come out on top there, Mike. As Lou Holtz would say, we they ain't got a thought in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I got Georgia winning, and this ain't even a damn ball game, man. I got Georgia winning 45, Notre Dame 21. And I'm going to say three different running backs score a touchdown in this game. Hmm. Well, Shane, uh, let's kick it over to Kirby Smart because he was asked about this game recently. Uh, you know, he kind of praised Notre Dame's offense and how difficult it is pre- to prepare for. That could be the key for the game here for the Irish how their offense deals or is able to have success against Georgia's defense uh, on the home field advantage and if that will help Georgia or not. And finally, on preparing his players for a level of this uh, magnitude here. Well, they they got multiple formations. They got tempo. They've got the ability to do a lot of things. They got a lot of offense. Um, and when you start looking at all the things they do, it's, it's hard to prepare for all of it, you know, in a week in a week's time. And then you throw on the fact they got that with a quarterback that he can make you right every play. I mean, the coach could – he could call a bad call, the kid will bail him out and go scramble for it. He calls a perfect call, he takes care of that too. So it's nice when you've got a guy that can make somebody miss, you know, whether it's a pressure, whether it's a three-man rush, whether it's a four-man rush. I mean, he can make you right. And uh, that, that's the thing. you got to be patient because they, they, they accumulate yards – They've got a vertical passing game that's explosive. They've got good runners, and they use their personnel very well. You know, I don't know that. I mean, I I don't know how much they've prepared for that. I don't know. Um, I know this. When you have an experienced quarterback, which they do, it's less of an impact than an inexperienced quarterback. Um, but I do know that our crowd will have an impact, you know, whether it's on a lineman, whether it's on a communication of a – you know, a receiver or a tight end, who knows. But they'll have an impact on the game, and we need them to because that's the advantage of playing at home. We have interviews with our players every week. I mean, yeah, it's a bigger game. Yeah, there's more people here. But the amount of time that we commit to uh, those people in those groups is really the same. I mean, there's more of them, and we try to manage it for them where we Claude and them can do a nice job of bundling it together so that it's – 20 minutes at this one time instead of four times five minutes you know so I mean that's that is what it is and we've talked to the kids about that but we're kind of used to that I mean the SEC you have that almost every week you play an SEC game you've got some kind of coverage all right Shane so we hit on it earlier in the week typically they expect 90,000 people to descend on Athens for a game day they're expecting 180,000 this weekend twice as many I mean, it's going to be a wild scene, and that's one yeah. thing you got to remember. We're still we're still dealing with college kids here. You never know. I mean, it's it's pretty easy to say all the right things, but you just the truth of the matter is they've probably never been involved in a home game, a Georgia football home game, quite mm-hmm. like this. I mean, the last one that I can really think of, maybe the. Uh, what was it? The 2014 game when Alabama came to town. I mean, there was a ton of hype over it. And that, I mean, and Alabama took them to the woodshed. So, yeah. you know, it's possible that, uh, you know, you lose focus in a game like this. 
But I'm not buying it, Shane. I'm kind of like you. I mean, Georgia, I keep hearing all week, and it's true. I'm not saying this isn't the case, but Georgia's offensive line, they should be able to have their way with Notre Dame. But I think what's mm-hmm. going to happen is Notre Dame is really going to sell out against the run in this matchup, Shane, because they have to. And I think they're going to try to make Jake Fromm and these receivers beat him, as crazy as that sounds. Because, I mean, it's kind of like pick your poison here. So I really like Georgia to get this passing game going early. I think the passing game is going to be the difference and the Georgia rushing attack to wear down the Fighting Irish in the second half. And how about this little stat, Shane? I dug this up this week. I just thought this was kind of interesting. But uh, Notre Dame has played Louisville and New Mexico, and Louisville's obviously being rebuilt. They're not a very good team. And Notre Dame is converting 27% of their third downs, 6 of 22. That's uh, 100 (laughs) And 21st in the nation, 121st at 130. So one of the worst <laughs> offenses they have on third down. And Georgia, they basically flipped it. They only allow 29%. So they're one of the tops in the nation. I mean, I don't even know if Notre Dame is going to have any success on this team. And that's before you even get to them trying to slow down this Georgia offense, which can run mm-hmm. through them, can throw over them. Uh, I, I'm kind of with you, Shane. I just don't. I like that this is a night game. I understand it's going to be a big, big one. All eyes are on it. But uh, <laughs> if there was another game on, Shane, I think I'd be flipping over by the second half. I'm going to watch the whole thing, obviously. It's only SEC game on at this time. But uh, I'm similar to you, Shane. And uh, I'm going Notre, or excuse me, Georgia 48. I'm going to go Notre Dame 16. It's it's going to be a damn beat down here in Athens. And uh I think Georgia's Georgia's hitting the hitting the right gear at the right time going into. I think they're just going to show the nation that. Uh, and this is I'm not even trying to say that uh, Notre Dame is ranked in the top ten. Mm-hmm. They may be a top ten team. I still think Georgia wins by more than you know four touchdowns here because I think the separation between a team like Georgia and a team like Notre Dame, which I think they're ranked seventh, but let's let's just say seven through ten. The difference between Georgia and 7 through 10 may be about four touchdowns in Athens, and I, I'm fully confident in this pick. And how great is it going to be to be at the end of the season and not have to worry if Notre Dame's going to get in the playoffs, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, man. This is going to be awesome. This is an awesome Saturday, man. Yeah, uh, we didn't do this last week, Shay, but uh, I, I want to finish off with this. Just if anyone's interested in a little parlay action, Go to my, uh, mybookie.ag, of course. I'm mm-hmm. going to give you my three that I'm feeling pretty confident about, Shane. Obviously, the Georgia one, we just hit on that. I'm fully confident the Bulldogs are going to win by more than 14. And uh, my other one that I'm very confident in, Shane, South Carolina getting that nine and a half on the road. I certainly think they cover. And uh, if, if you're going to go three-teamer here, Shane, I really like Kentucky in those points. I think, uh, you know, I'm not totally convinced, again, that Kentucky's going to win this game. If Tommy Stevens is limited, I have I have no doubt Kentucky wins this one. So yeah. if, they're, if they're a six-point dog, uh, I really like Kentucky in the points. I like South Carolina in the points. And I'll take Georgia, even though they're a huge favorite at home. Uh, I think it's going to be a blowout. And my parlay is extremely similar. I've got Georgia 
obviously, because I don't think that's going to be a ball game. I got South Carolina because of the point spread there. And not to mention, I think they win. And then on top of that, even though I don't like to bet on Tennessee, it's just a personal thing because it just never works out. I went with LSU just because they're literally the only team that's made me money this year. So I put them (laughs) back on the board. (laughs) All right, Shay. So I think that's going to do it for this edition of the podcast. Uh, I got to be honest with you, Shane. Uh, we do not go over each other's picks before we make them, but man, I am I'm damn nervous now because we got so many that are similar. <laughs> I tried I was hoping you'd go the other way on a number of these games, but we're kinda on the same page here, so that's that's ter- that's just uh, terrifying for me personally. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to all the South Carolina fans tweeting at me tomorrow. <laughs> All right, Shane, before we hop off here, I also want to remind the listeners of, you know, five-star hearts, rating and reviews. That really helps the show out. You've come this far. If you wouldn't mind just going that extra step, leaving us a rating and review, we really do appreciate each and every one of those. Uh, But that's all I got, Shane. I'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go Vols. Upset. Trails to you till we meet.